0: So Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, we're going to be talking about Jesus. He's striving to get the message to us that we're not ready. If we were ready, he would already be here. He said that. He's long-suffering as he waits for us to get ready. It's not as well that even one of us perish. He's so in love with us, And so that's why he's not here. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you. You're so good to us. We thank you for waiting for us. We thank you that you are a gentleman and you don't want to come as a thief in the night So you are clearly, clearly warning us. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. So Jesus is coming and he is telling us we're not ready And um, when I do my street ministry, he makes it so apparent to me that it's the Christians that aren't ready as well as those who don't know him. Because the Christians think that by going to church, by going to Bible studies, by just following after the commands, kind of like the rich man you know, we talked about yesterday, he said, I do all the commands. Well, he said to Jesus, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, "Um, you, you know what to do. You know the commands. And he said, I do all of them. And so it seems to me like he was gloating, as I said. And then Jesus said, sell yourself, give it to the poor, and then follow me. Walk the walk that I walk. And instead, the man was grieved, and he walked away from Jesus. And so he thought he was doing all this right stuff, as we are today as Christians. He didn't know that he had to follow Jesus. He didn't know he had to walk the walk he walked. And, and Jesus is saying, we don't know that today. We go to church, and we're like that man, and we're just taking care of our stuff and forgetting what our call is to be. Jesus said, if you believed in me, that you would do the thing that I'm doing. That's what he said. And so I wanted to read to you in Luke 10. I mean, the disciples are our example. When Jesus was here, he was clearly our example. So Luke 10. Now after this, the Lord chose and appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him. First, I want to say it wasn't just the disciples he sent out. It was 70. Those who believed in him, those who believe in him, if we're ready for him, he's going to send us out. He sent them out two by two in every town and place where he himself was about to come. Now, think about that. Jesus is about to come and he's sending us out. That's a message today, he's saying. He's sending us out. He's asking us to take it to the street. We're in church. And, you know, we're all gathered together, but the unsaved are outside the church. They're not there. They don't know. And the reason they don't know is because we're not telling them. Their parents didn't tell them. So those few of us who do know, it's our responsibility to tell them. Jesus came to show us the Father, and now he's asking us to show the Father to others. That's what he's asking us to do. And he's saying, um, lay it aside, just like the rich man. He said, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And he said, sell your stuff. Jesus is saying, sell your old life. Care about what I care about. Think about what I'm thinking about. I'm coming, and many will perish for lack of knowledge. He said, go your way. Behold, I send you out like lambs in the midst of wolves, Carry no purse, no provision, no bag. No sandals? Refrain from retarding your journey by saluting and wishing anyone well along the way? Why would he say that? Why would he say that? He's saying that because there's not much time. It's a crisis. He's coming and people don't know. And it's our part to let them know. Jesus is saying to you today, to me, if you think you're ready then who have you told where have you gone have I sent you have you have you followed the instruction i gave you are you sitting around waiting for me to come i never have a sweet message it seems i never do but it is good because when you're doing what he's telling you to do you're going to be ready but if you're sitting around ignorantly waiting for him to come, when he's actually waiting for you to be ready to be sent out. That's part of the Christian life, to lay your life down and to go for him. So anyway, you know, notice he's saying, don't bring your purse. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Don't bring provision. I'm going to take care of you. Just go. Just go. I'm sending you out. I'm coming It's an urgency that you do this because, as I said, people don't know. I can tell you when I go out on the street, people don't know Jesus. They don't have any idea he's coming. They don't know a thing about him. And they don't want to know because they were brought up on depending upon themselves. They don't know God. Their parents don't know God. And their parents don't know God. We're in a generation where people don't know God, and the ones of us that do are stuck in church thinking we're ready, we're good. We think we know Jesus. We we think just from reading the Word of God that we know Him. And I'm going to tell you, you can't really know Him until you have experiences with Him. When you let Him correct you, you'll begin to know Him, and you're going to know His heartache. You're going to know He's grieving. You're going to know this is a really, really hard time for him, and you're not going to be able to turn him down when he he says to you. Will you go for me? Can I send you here? Can I send you there? Will you tell them? Will you put your plans aside today and do my thing instead of your thing? Will you care about what I care about? If anyone worthy of peace and blessedness is there, I skip five. Whatever house you enter, first say peace be to this household. Freedom from distress that, shall, that, that results from sin be with this family. And if anyone worthy of peace and blessedness is there, the peace and blessedness you wish shall come upon them, but it shall not come back to you. But if not, it shall not come back to you. And stay in that house, eating and drinking what they provide. For the labor is worthy of his wages. Do not keep moving from house to house. Whenever you go into a town and they receive and accept and welcome you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick and then say to them, the kingdom of God has come close to you. And whenever you go into a town and they don't receive and accept you and welcome you, go out in the streets and say, even the dust of the town that clings to your feet, we are wiping off against you. And know and understand this, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And then it'll be more tolerable in that day for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Skipping down to verse 16, He who has ears to hear and heeds me, he who slates and rejects me, slights and rejects me. And he who slights and rejects me, rejects him who sent me. The 70 turned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Notice that's what he said in verse 19. Behold, I give you authority and power to trample on serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability to overcome all the power and nothing shall anyway harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. It's here again. How do we have eternal life? By loving, by doing His will. We're not going to have eternal life if we're not caring about what He cares about. We're not ready for Jesus if we haven't gone out on on the street and cared about those who don't know him? They don't know him. It's like in the day Jesus was here. You know, people went to church, Pharisees were there, they taught the law, but they didn't do the law. And who was out on the street? Those who didn't know. We turn people off in church because we give off this facade that doesn't seem real. We don't, we don't really teach the people what's real, but the churches are almost like a business. You know, They're promoting Santa at Christmas and the Easter bunny when Jesus was crucified. It's not about Jesus. It's not about love. It's about money. The enemy has his hand In there, and and we're missing the whole point. And Jesus is saying, Don't throw away my love. Stop throwing it away. Stop giving it up for the lust of your flesh, for those other things, for power, acceptance, popularity, whatever it is. We have a mission as Jesus' disciple, as his followers, to go and tell. That's what he's saying to us today. Take it to the street. Sure, go to church, get taught, teach your children, and then go out on the street and teach those who don't know. And it's a crisis right now because Jesus is coming. He's right at the door. He's ready to turn that turn that doorknob, and many will needlessly go to hell because we didn't tell them. Jesus gave power and authority to us. He gave us the mission of going and telling, and telling people that salvation comes through him. When I'm out on the street, people aren't interested in Jesus because they're dependent on their self. I know I said this already. They don't know him, and they're just so used to living the way they are. And then when they hear about Jesus, and they're told that you have to say this prayer, then they think that's enough and they can go on living life the way they are. They're they're mixed up. They're messed up. They don't get it. They don't understand that Jesus is a real person, and it's our job to tell them that. Whatever you know about Jesus, if you're keeping it under your hat, you're going to be in trouble with him on that day. He's going to say, away from me. I never knew you. You ignored me. You knew what you were supposed to do. We don't serve ourselves. We serve others. The least of men, what you do for the least of men, you've done for me. If you just care that you're going to heaven, you don't care that your neighbor is or not. Just because they offended you a few times doesn't mean you quit and give up. And don't let them offend you. They don't know any better. They don't know the word. They don't understand. We seem bizarre to them if we're following Jesus, because they're not used to seeing it. We should be overtaking with the presence of Jesus. When he came, people thralled to be around him because his love was so strong. And we don't have that. When, when people get in trouble, they don't run to church. They run to the doctor or their lawyer or their friend. They don't go to church. Church doesn't tell them to teach, teach them how to seek Jesus. The church wants the people to come to the church and give their money, but they're not really giving the answer that the people need, not all the churches. I'm not saying all of, all of the churches. I'm saying some of the churches. And we need to be that answer. We need to, be, we need to tell them who Jesus is and that Jesus gave his life so that His Spirit can live on the inside of them and He can be there for them all the time. And sometimes the Christians don't even know that. They're just barely getting by. They're just barely making it from day to day, from hour to hour and minute to minute because they're dependent on themselves. Because the enemy has them thinking that Jesus isn't going to do anything or this is your cross to bear that you were meant to go through this. And that's not what the Word of God says. He's twisted it, and we believed him. The Word of God says, by his stripes we were healed. And so we should be striving after that and asking Jesus, why isn't it happening? What's going on? And he's going to say, because you're not following me, you're not obeying me, you don't care about what I care about. You know, when, when I first um, got a correction from Jesus, a pretty strong one, he said I was a fair-weathered friend. I just came to him when I needed something. And he said, I need to come to you. I need to depend on you to do my work for me. It's a two-way relationship, not just one. It's a two-way relationship, not just a one-way relationship. Jesus needs us to do his work. This is the plan. And if we're not doing it, I'm sorry to tell you that you're not ready. You might think you're this devout Christian, but if you're not doing his work, if you, if you haven't asked him what you need to do to, to be ready, then you're not ready. If you're depending upon yourself to think that you are ready, and you refuse to get on your knees and submit to him, then you're not ready. So this is a message I have for you today. He's saying, let's take it to the street. Let's get this job done. So let's prepare the way for him. Let, a, let him send you out two by two. Let's show them who Jesus is. Let's stand out. Let, let's be the answer to the problem in the world instead of hiding inside of our homes and inside of our churches and keeping Jesus to herself. A lamp isn't meant to put under a table. So Revelation 3.20 Jesus said, if you heed my voice, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite me in and heed my voice, I'm going to dine with you. He's going to teach you what you need to know. He's good. He's so in love with you. He's going to teach you his way, and he's going to send you out to do his work. And when he sends you out, he's going to empower you. He's giving you power and authority to do his work, to trample on demons, to lay hands on the sick. And when we do everything he tells us to do, not part of it, when we do that part, we're going to start seeing his will manifesting in our lives. Jesus said, no one gives up houses, mothers, sisters, or brothers, or anything for the sake of the gospel, and does not receive a hundredfold return back. He's going to pay you plus. He has more for you than you can ask or think. His plan is to recreate you in his likeness and put you on That path that leads to the good life. He has good for you. Stop letting the enemy talk you out of it. Stop letting the enemy lie to you. If you open the book, you will see the truth. So let's ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of us. Let's commit to him. Let's not make it a fake thing and just say it because you're afraid and um, you think that prayer is going to save you. But submit to him, let him be your God. Let him show you the way. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us, and we invite you to do that. And we submit to you. We, we decide now to heed your voice. And, and those of us who haven't been heeding your voice, we repent, and we're going to do it now. We're just not going to be a lot of talk and a lot of air and, and, and a walk to church and back, but we're going to do your will. We care about what you care about. We care... That you're suffering as you wait. We care that you care that it's not your one, your will that one should perish. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. He's so good, he's so in love with you. If you said that prayer for the first time, I love it so much if you let me know. And um, also I know Jesus. Is waiting. He's waiting. I feel like he's telling me to tell you. He's waiting for you to ask him Am I ready, Lord? What can I do to assist you? What can I do to help you, to help those who don't know you, to those who are just put aside and we seem to care nothing about them? Like James says, we give attention to the rich people because we think we're going to get something out of it. Help us, Lord. To serve those, to serve others, to serve those who need serving. Help us to love them like you would. Love you and praise you. Lord, thank you, Lord. Be so good to us. Thanks so much for listening today.